0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and What the goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs>
1: sure is that time, and it's about time. I'm so happy that we're here on the Halftime Show on Pulse95 Radio with your boy Omar al And we are doing it live, 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 live. And what a pleasure to be spending this hour with you today. Now, we all like a success story, and when it comes to fruition, we often bask in the glory... But this one isn't over yet for a certain Leon Bailey. If you don't know the name, you will do after today. We discuss how a kid from Jamaica announced himself in the big leagues. What a story. In other news, we wonder how an athlete would do as president of your country. Well, Manny Pacquiao might be that crossover in 2022 as he attempts to be president of the Philippines. That's right, our, our president of the Philippines. I said it. And Messi wasn't happy yesterday following being substituted by PSG and refusing to shake his coach's hand was he right was he wrong well you're going to find that on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95
0: this is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95, 95 oh he left this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice!
1: Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back and we are live on the Halftime Show on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. Ah, missed you guys too, man. I'm checking out all the people on the Instagram live at Omar Dewey showing love as always and I will make it worth your while. Right, okay. So on the show today, we're talking about a few things. We'll talk about Messi later. We're going to talk about Manny Pacquiao for president of the Philippines. But before we do that, the rise of Leon Bailey. Fascinating story here for all those people who need a bit of motivation. This guy is definitely one that we can look up to because the Jamaican uh, athlete, who you might now see in the Premier League, didn't always have it easy, and we're discussing his rise, but it started from his father. Now, his father, Craig Butler, was lying on a hospital bed in Mexico after being mugged, beaten, and bruised, and he had this uh, ambition to be able to create a football academy. This football academy was, let's say, way, way beyond a dream for him, and he never thought that, especially lying down after being mugged and beaten. Now, just a few years prior to being mugged and kidnapped in Mexico, Craig Butler had a dream. It was a dream which no one believed. People had ridiculed him for it. They told him he had no chance. Craig wanted to create his own football academy, and in doing so, he adopted 23 boys from Jamaica to help them become footballers. And he says, At first I struggled just to find food. We were tossed out on the street by my estranged wife as she did not believe in our struggles or our dreams. Now we fast forward time and Leon Bailey was amongst the 23 kids adopted and brought to Phoenix All-Stars, which is the name of the academy in Jamaica, which was brought up. Craig found Leon in the crime riddled cassava piece located near a large gully with poor built houses. Now it is a ghetto, so to speak, and poverty reigned supreme. And so, with this at Phoenix All Star Academy, Leon Bailey became one of those players to make it big time. Moving to Leverkusen and playing out there was probably where it put him on the map. But recently, you would have noticed that he's playing for Aston Villa. Why is that relevant? Because a lot of people sometimes don't see the bigger picture and through struggles, we often need that little pick-me-up. In that pick-me-up, you look at people like this and you say all dreams are possible and anything can happen. And so doing that, Leon Bailey put all the, let's say, negativity aside and focused on his dreams. So if you have a dream out there that you're chasing and you want to get to that dream, it's never that far away when you hear of stories like this because sometimes we all bask in the enjoyment of success. But the struggles are normally not mentioned because it takes quite a bit to get to that level. And also, discussing could probably be negatively conceived. But this is how Leon Bailey has made it on the map. And recently... He made his debut for Aston Villa in the Premier League by coming on for 21 minutes, assisting and scoring a goal in what turned out to be a very important match against Everton. Now, wherever you are around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, your Broadcast, Authority, even you listen at home, watching us live on YouTube, this message is out to you guys because if you do have a dream or if you do have a goal, you can achieve it when you have people like this who are hardworking, dedicated, and focus. Now that is the story of Leon Bailey. If you know someone with a very similar story, text us on 4215 or do or slide up into my DMs during the uh, the break because I'm going to be playing some Lotto Ash different strokes next. Let's enjoy the vibe people. Let's kick back and chill and I'll see you right after this. Enjoy folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh,
0: you left this is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful!
1: Uh. And welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I love the energy that's on the Instagram live at the moment at Omar al Thank you very much for uh, your vibes and your connection. And also, I hope you enjoyed the music during the break as well. Right. Okay. We often speak about politics and sports and whether there should be a place in that, vice versa. But how about if I told you one of the athletes that we know very well, a legend, one of the best And what he does is crossing over to the politician role. And I say that... I don't know what you guys think. I know that Mustafa, you said it was a um, PR stunt, but this is actually real because boxing star Manny Pacquiao said on Sunday he will run for president of the Philippines next year after railing against corruption in government and what he calls President Rodrigo Duterte's cozy relationship with China. Now, Pacquiao accepted the nomination of his political allies during the National Assembly of the faction he leads in the ruling PDP. LeBAN party days after a rival faction nominated Duarte's longtime aide, Senator Christopher Bongo, as its presidential candidate. Now, if it was someone else or anyone else, let's say in the boxing world, I probably would be slightly skeptical because I think, no, please don't do it. You know, we question what they stand for, we question if, what their morals are, what their principles will they put the country first and do what's best for the country rather than themselves. But when I think of Manny Pacquiao, and I don't know, you guys, let me know what you think about this 4215 at the Salat or do when I think of Manny Pacquiao, I actually think of a guy who's a family guy. Hard-working guy, honest guy, someone who's dedicated his life to the sport. And you know, we often relate sports to life, but this time crossing over to the politics world and how much he's done for the Philippines as well. That's another thing I kind of have to look at when it comes to boxing. It's one thing when you obviously you're, it's an individual sport, you're in there on your own. But when it comes to looking after a country, I think it's it, it's it's a huge, huge, tall order, especially if they're already you know going up against the the previous. Um, camp and camp. See, I'm talking boxing terms. <laughs> the previous, t- um, what's, the, what's the word? Power? Power, is that, the, is that the right word? Political power right now? It's not the right thing to be doing. you got to be very careful when you step over from boxing to politics. Now, running for president of a country, that's another thing. I mean, if you were talking senator or even, you know, something slightly smaller in role, you'd probably say that's a bigger stretch. You know, when Arnold Schwarzenegger did that, you thought, okay, well, that's one thing. But when you actually think of being president of the Philippines, a massive country like the Philippines, that is huge. So what do you guys think about that? When it comes down to Pacquiao stepping over as president of the Philippines 2022, do you think that's going to be... Successful? Do you think that's going to be long term? Is that going to be short term? I know Mustafa you said it was a PR stunt. I don't know if it's a PR stunt, but that's it's a huge deal. You know, it's a, it's a massive, massive deal. And, and Pacquiao said himself, "He's that I am a fighter, and I'll always be a fighter inside and outside the ring." Pacquiao was forty two, said um, in a live stream speech during the assembly, "I am accepting your nomination as candidate for president of the Republic of the Philippines." And as, as soon as he mentioned that, it made headlines all over the world. Um, looking at the, you know, some of the greatest boxers to ever fight, Pacquiao's got to be in the equation, definitely, definitely. Especially like I said, with all that he's accomplished and still fighting at forty-two. Yes, he had a bit of a you know um, a hiccup recently when he lost, but that might be his time to to step down. Hat him as well it reminds me of George Weah. Yeah, George Weah was fantastic. Um, Liberia was it like Liberia? George Weah was from um, one of the greatest African players. Um, in the world and one of the greatest players in the world as well, George Weyer, who played for AC Milan uh, back in the day. I'm showing sure my age now. AC Milan back in the day and also his son now plays as well. But His son represents the US, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, with, with uh, athletes making a crossover from sports to politics, it's always a tricky, you know, a tricky factor. People can remember and relate to obviously them as people, but as politicians, they don't always go hand in hand. People often, you know, look at politicians in, in, a, in a very different light. And this is going to be a huge thing for Manny Pacquiao to step it up as president of the Philippines 2020. Now, it hasn't been announced. They're still going to do their campaigns and run and everything. But what would that be like? Let me know. 4215, at a or do or slot up into my DMs at Omar Dury on Instagram and shout out to everyone who is tuned in we're going to give you some shout outs by name right after the break I know you're enjoying the music like that so I'm going to keep it going with some Justin Bieber Love by You featuring Burner Boy
0: this is the Halftime Show with Omar and Dury on on 1995 on. oh he loves left- this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice try.
1: sure is that time it's the halftime show with omar duri and it wouldn't be anything without people who are listening right now and the people who are throwing in their comments on the instagram live so i have to give a huge fat massive shout out to all those who are tuned in and those are terry maria rashid ladan masoud shaymat sergey hatim andrea and Mohajjar, of course Uh, Seeing you guys makes it awesome. And we are talking about different things today. We spoke about Manny Pacquiao for president. We spoke about the rise of Leon Bailey. And also right now, we're going to go into the situation now. Now, being a coach myself, I know you can't always make everyone happy. I know that for a fact. I know it's very, very tough being a coach because you try to do what's best for the team. And sometimes people don't see it the way you see it. So I'm going to give you a scenario. I want you to let me know what you think about the certain situation. Now, you have one of the best players in the world, arguably the greatest ever, playing for your team. Your team is at 1-1. It's a tie and you are playing in the league and you need to win this game. You take off your best player ever is option one. And you try to tweak things tactically to try and win the game, knowing that might upset him, make headlines, especially if you don't win. Or you keep him on the pitch, sacrifice someone else who might be more suitable for the game plan, but you won't know unless you do it. What do you do? Option A or option B? Now this happened last night between PSG, you must have guessed it already, and Lyon in the Ligue 1, the French league um, in football. And Maurizio Pochettino has been classed as a manager who is a players manager, a man manager, someone who's a good coach, someone who knows that, you know, the idea of caring for his players and looking after his players. So he took off Lionel Messi in the 70th minute to substitute him in a game where they were tied now in doing so as he was walking off Lionel Messi did not shake the outstretched hand of Mauricio Pochettino following a challenge that had been made earlier Pochettino asked Messi are you okay Messi looked at him shrugged his shoulders and said I'm fine but he didn't shake his hand now the pressure would be even more on Mauricio Pochettino because PSG has still that 1-1. He's brought on a right back to play instead of Messi. And PSG win the game 2-1 in the last minute with a header. The reason why I'm smiling, I'm not smiling because I'm in the coaches' union. I'm smiling because these things happen. And the first person to be criticised is the coach. Now, as soon as this happened, everyone was looking at what Messi was doing on the bench, the reaction and the pressure on his manager, because of the way he didn't um, respond well to the substitution. I mean, normally people don't respond well to the substitution. So, because he took him off, they won the game. Quite evidently, they won the game. They won the game 2-1 against Leon, who's a very, very good team. But... It was a huge talking point this morning because everyone was talking about Messi's reaction and not the victory. Now, if it had been a draw, people would have criticized Pochettino even more. So I wonder what you would have done if you were in his position as a coach. What would you have done? Would you have stuck with your guns and taken the best player off in order to win the game tactically? Or would you have kept him on and hoped that a moment of brilliance would have done it. Florin is messaging in and saying Messi was not playing well, and he was moving quite gingerly. Yes, following the, the, the collision he had earlier. The manager did the right thing and Messi looks like a baby now. You see, Sergei earlier mentioned that Ronaldo has a bigger impact than Messi, so that's another factor we're looking at. It doesn't matter who you are, you should always be a team player. Coming from a team player? I'll accept that comment right there because it's factual. Sometimes players think they're bigger than the clubs, bigger than the coach, or bigger than the the vision that you have of building something in. Karsim says, big fish in a bigger pond. Very interesting. Having moved to the French League, people were saying that it would be something that wouldn't be a challenge for Messi. Well, he hasn't scored yet. And making his debut yesterday, it was something he probably expected. Everyone's been talking about Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, and doing it. Maybe the unsettling point that Mbappe tried to leave versus the point that Messi arrived has caused you know uneasy tension between the players but that's exactly what's happened yesterday but you know what forget about what I think you let me know what you think we're going to take a quick break we got Khalid and Davido in the building uh on Pulse95 radio in the heart of Sharjah and enjoy this tune folks this is, this is a tune I like this here we go is the halftime show with Omar Adori.
0: Oh on Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the fire then. What the goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better
1: than nice! Wonderful! Sure, is that time? And you know what? Since that time we left you on segment three, the comments have not stopped coming in following the last segment. If I knew that, I would have started that a long time ago. (laughs) The comments were following the segment on Lionel Messi being uh, disappointed at being substituted and refusing to shake his manager's hand. Now, in doing so, I put that scenario for you and I asked you, what would you do if you were the coach? Would you take up one of your best players ever? Not knowing that the, the victory is secured or would you keep him on for a moment of magic? And we've had so many different comments here. Um, try and get through them all for you. Uh, right, Pochettino owned, uh, owes Messi nothing. PSG played better when Messi left the field. That's by Florin. Uh, Sergai, you need to accept the coach's decision. Absolutely. Uh, Mufid sometimes a very good player does fit into the optimum way a team plays or the coach wants him to play that's also the coach's job to identify that no pressure on the coach absolutely Carson Pochettino does have a lot of presser uh, press, presser pressure <laughs> PSG, with these big names, he has to make a football decision and not just a popularity decision. He did the right thing with Messi and Messi should should have respected that. Hatem, that's the beauty of coaching. The mix of challenges. We grow together. My motto for my teams, fantastic. Hatem. Florin, players need to be humble and respect the chain of command. You may not like the decision, but it's for the team. It says PSG on 11 shirts. It says Messi on one. Love that comment. That is brilliant. But I think, Florin, and I'm going to ask you guys this as well. We're in a... It's going to sound old now. We're in a different time now. Players are brands. Brands, sponsorships. When you're signing a player, you're signing rights, signing all sorts of stuff. They feel obliged to voice their opinion about anything. It's a, it's a tricky time to be a coach, especially when you see, you know, and this is not singling out any of them, but you've got your Messi's, your Pogba's, your Ronaldo's, you know, uh, you know your Mbappe's, you know, the, the, the covers of FIFA, basically, you see all these guys and, and they feel like they are big, massive, larger than life characters. And so that's where it's very, very tricky when it comes down to those things, you know. Sir, guy, if you don't, if you're not agreeing with the coach, prove it in the game and show it in the trainings. Yes, sir, guy, one hundred percent. I like that. Really, really like that. And that's that's kind of going on the point that we were talking about with the situation, the situation that you're in. You can kind of tell. We've all had those coaches uh, on two on two spectrums. One, the coach that really puts everything for the team maybe above his own health as well we've seen that we've seen you know the health of many coaches deteriorate over the years being in the game and you see the coaches that are very very cutthroat don't really care what you think they're gonna do it their way or it's the highway and so when you notice both styles of coaching we've spoken about the humanitarian approach on coaching versus the authoritarian approach on coaching and they all have their own different styles there's no right or wrong Success is success. I mean, you're you're mentioning names like um, like Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, you know, and 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 Jurgen Klopp and Marcelo Bielsa and 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 even now Tuchel. You know how strong he's been as a coach. But you see, all these characters and all these coaches have been labelled failures in the past. They've been labelled, you know, coaches that don't know what they're doing or basically are walkovers or haven't handled the situation right and maybe sometimes they haven't again I'm not defending all coaches I'm just saying there are times when coaches are going to get it wrong but only getting it wrong and the idea of learning from their mistakes gets them to move forward who would have ever thought that Mauriz- Maurizio Pochettino the Tottenham coach would be managing Messi at PSG this is what I mean you know there's for many years Tottenham punched above their weight with Pochettino and, and he left and, and after he left they brought in Mourinho and they thought that would be a, you know, the the solving problem. But it wasn't. It didn't solve anything. And now you look at, you know, the, the different styles of coaches that we have now, and every single coach has his own style. Sometimes, by the way, it doesn't work to be nice. That's another thing I have to tell you, and I have to emphasize that point. I'm all for being nice and everything, but sometimes you've got to be very assertive because otherwise everyone else is going to do exactly what that one player did or one person did, whether it's an act of disrespect, whether it's not falling in line, whether it's not understanding what you need to do. And then one person could affect the whole chain reaction. There's many times where sometimes a coach has to step out of their comfort zone and actually tell a player when he doesn't like what's happening. And I think that's something that we learn from. I I was in something very, very similar a couple of years back, which was televised. And at the same time, when I look at that and I think, what could I have done better? maybe been a bit bit more assertive, maybe done a couple of things differently, but that's, that's the whole factor. I think there's so many things that happens behind the scenes in training. Even as close to having a meal together a pre-match or a post-match meal when the players are sitting down and you go to the canteen, be it male or female, and you see them interacting with each other, you might just notice something. And that's how fine the detail is. The detail is in body language, in mental health, in mental fitness, in emotional fitness, in how they get on, whether there's a disagreement, whether things have not been aired and it's not transparent to the point where it builds up and then it erupts in training or it erupts in a game. There's so many factors in the whole picture. People always say, look at the bigger picture, but there's so many factors in the whole picture. Whether you're working with national teams, whether you're working with club teams, where it's day-to-day and you get to see it, there's more pressure for you to succeed. And if the player's down tool, guess who gets the blame? The coach. And so that's where I look at this and sometimes the difference between me now and me 10 years ago is 10 years ago I probably would have shown what the mistake was and said I would have done it differently nowadays the perspective is very different because I look at what a coach has done and I try to justify why they've done it because we don't know everything in hindsight it's very very easy to be be like oh I would have done that but when you're in that scenario under that kind of pressure where the spotlights are on you It's very, very different. And we all get humbled as coaches. And this is exactly why my perspective on coaching and having seen what's happened recently with the coaches is very, very different. Rather than people saying, I would have done that differently, I tend to look at how I can justify the decision that the coaches made because I try to understand every aspect of it, and so that's why looking at this as the bigger picture, I kind of say to you guys, it's not always what it seems like it is when it comes down to coaching. Um, we've got here some comments coming in. Ladan saying, "You're only as strong as your weakest link in the chain." One hundred percent, Florin. I like Messi, but I love football more. Bottom line, Messi looks a little out of place with Di Maria, Neymar, and Bappe. That's a good. That's a good shout. Florence also saying Pochettino needs to stand his ground and remind Messi that he is uh, a player on the team. And if you don't play well and if you don't train hard, you don't contribute on the team, then you just don't play. Very good. Uh, Maria says coach is responsible to make a team, to make a proper best decision for the team, sake, and it should be respected. Even if you're the best player on the field, a player should know how to respect their decisions we have also got a comment here saying, also give Messi a break. He's played two games PhD, He's still finding the rhythm. Good. See, this is my point. There are, I love the views and I love the comments you guys are making. There are so many different things where we have to understand that the messages behind all these factors are key. Very, very important. And that's where I kind of, I look at that and I try to justify why that person would have done it. What would have happened for them to, to, to look at it that way? And I've loved what you guys have said, by the way. It's been fantastic. Very, very good. And who would have known that Messi would have got us talking about not just him as a player, but the coaching staff him settling in etc we have reached full time on the halftime show thank you very much for connecting with me today i love being in the studio and love being live with you guys because i always get that interaction and that feedback and it's been fantastic sending you love peace and blessings have a fantastic day and i'll be back same time same place on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95